<laughs> what you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk oh, every once in a while. But... <laughs> he was already here. It happened right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Open Book here on Game On Wisconsin. As you can see, I am here with Jen. Uh, for the first, what is this? This is the first show of the offseason. I mean, I guess after the initial we had, show. Like, our therapy session. Yeah, after the therapy session. We had a show after that. Well, yeah, it's been about like a month. Yeah, it's been a little bit. We took a bit of a break throughout the rest of the playoffs and the Super Bowl and waited a couple weeks into the offseason. We thought we would maybe have a, you know, clearer idea idea of Aaron Rodgers' situation uh, by this week, which... Should I please be serious? We didn't yeah. know anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess uh, anyone who thought that was probably kidding themselves, but I was hoping for something, but... Uh, Ooh, this is this is a good question. Is the the I don't even know how it's pronounced, but the punch karma that Aaron Rodgers did that cleanse sounded quite intense. Okay, I do not believe that there is anything like therapeutic about vomiting or like diarrhea. So yeah, if you can find peace in that, I don't know because like there's never been a time where I have thrown up that I didn't want to die instead of yeah. you know whatever was going and on i don't know how that's like a cleanse to be like yeah i'm gonna like just throw up and other things basically to the point where i can no longer do that it just doesn't sound like a good time to me but um a long I mean, time like, ago, I, I, I can understand like needing to like flush out your body but it's not therapeutic yeah. <laughs> like that's the yeah. wrong word to use yeah, I don't think I would come out of that like being like, oh, I have a clear sense of like the world now. No, I think I would be very confused and upset if I spent the last 12 days vomiting and, uh, oh, I think we have a special guest from midair. It might not work. Zach, as you can see, Zach on a plane. Zach is currently very high in the sky. I doubt this will work, but I appreciate the effort by Zach to be in here. Um so yeah, Zach is currently flying. Uh, I am here in California where it's like 50 degrees and I hate to admit it being, you know, a Midwestern person, but I was like cold today and I'm like, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be cold when it's 50 degrees. Okay, don't, like you are from Chicago. You should not complain about 50 degrees. I know. I know. I was really upset with myself. It's actually really disappointing from one Midwesterner to another that you were cold. I was walking around and I'm like, I was like shivering. And I'm like, yo, get it together. Okay. This, this is not right. Um, Even if you're cold, like your Midwestern pride has to tell you like, I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I let it get over me for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, no, okay, stop it. Because this is just not right. Um, but yeah, I would imagine it's a lot colder in Minnesota right now. Yeah, we had a major snowstorm blow through yesterday. Um, you know, obviously, like we got out of work 10 minutes early. That was our, like, that's how bad it was. You know, we had to leave work 10 minutes early. Um, and I walked oh. out to my car and I couldn't see where the curb ended and like the, 
um, parking lot began and I stepped and my shit, like it went up, like the snow was about up to my shin. Oh, wow. And I was in like a low <laughs> boot. So like my Ooh, feet were just, covered. yeah. I was like, I hope nobody was watching because I just like stepped and I had no idea where I was <laughs> stepping. And then <laughs> to get into my car, there was like the way the wind was blowing, there was huge drifts on the side of my car. Like not, like there was almost no snow on my car, but I couldn't oh. get into my car that's without funny. basically walking through like two feet of snow <laughs> so yeah but you know at home put on like you know got out of my wet shoes and today was you know it's it's cold but it's bearable it's just a little windy but you know yeah. it's so just very here in minnesota exactly i was about to say it's probably just you know another another day I'm just wait, you know, wait till April where we get like that like three foot snowstorm randomly yeah. in the middle of the month after we've had like two weeks of nice weather. It happens every year. Somehow, yeah. also in Chicago, there's a random day in April for no reason. Like you said, after a couple days or a week plus where it's like, oh, it's starting to get nicer. You think you're good. Mm-hmm. You put on a t-shirt for like the first time, boom, blasted with a snowstorm. So that's always fun. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be back in Chicago next week so we'll see we'll see what that weather is all about but yeah as as we started the show with uh i guess we might as well kick it off with the biggest news i mean or lack of news surrounding the packers which is aaron Rodgers. but i actually do think there's not news but in my opinion you know i i have a i have a pretty good opinion about so that just, like, sit back for like 20 minutes and just listen to you talk about aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um number one yes todd you know where you can get those let's just throw it up real quick for everyone watching the show who wants to wear our great open book uh merch or any other game on wisconsin merch still unaware of how to exactly pronounce this uh website uh it's kind of bad look but yeah campus collective uh so yeah check that out for all of your open book and other game on Wisconsin merch, but uh, I might just, it might just be too simple. But for me, like the minute I saw Tom Clements get hired back to the staff at nearly 70 years old to come out of retirement, to be the quarterback coach of the Packers. That's what I said, barring something insane, Aaron Rodgers coming back, because I just don't think you're getting him to come out of retirement at that age to go and start with Jordan Love now and and see what he can do with him. Like, mm-hmm. it just, to me, it, it almost seems too simple and easy, but that's that's how I look at it. It's just, you don't bring back Aaron Rodgers' old quarterback coach from a decade ago when he won his first MVP and all that. You know, just, oh, we'll see. We don't know what's with Rodgers. We'll see. Maybe he'll just coach Love. Maybe he'll coach Rodgers. Clements wouldn't do it either. I mean, if you're retired and you're just chilling at home, you're not going to take a call from a team and be like, hey, can you – come and work on this project for us or hey come be the quarterback coach or the back-to-back mvp so to me maybe i'm just being optimistic or this that but i think it's you know just a matter of time uh until rogers announces he's back i think it probably depends a lot on on Devante, but i don't think it really depends on them i think he might be waiting a while it's kind of like a hand in hand where it's like they kind of they're plan coexists with one another where it's like yeah. Rogers plan obviously depends on Devante, but Devante's plan also depends on Rogers. But, you know, at some point 
something's got to pull and you got to do one deal before the other and just kind of see where it goes. So I'm sure those are a lot of conversations that they're having. But yeah, the Tom Clements thing. I mean, I've been a little too optimistic about, you know, I'm pretty confident that he is going to come back. He just, you know, he's a competitor and I don't see him giving up football especially when he knows that he can play at a high level, you know, you're coming off back-to-back MVPs. He just seems like somebody who he's got that competitive blood in him. And to bring in Tom Clements, then that's a little bit more of a sign, like, okay, they're bringing someone in who's close to Rogers. Um, It just, it'd be an odd move if Rogers didn't stay and you bring him back. Like you kind of wonder what would have persuaded Clements to come back in that way. But yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much reading into the Aaron Rodgers stuff where it's like no matter what he says people are going to dissect it to every single character that is typed out or every single syllable that he says it's just it's almost overboard for me the way that people like it's comical how I read his Instagram post um and I just read it like you know he's just grateful because you know people can like he can't just show appreciation without people absolutely like dissecting it all. Maybe he knows that maybe, you know, because the media has, you know, blown things out of proportion that he didn't like. So, you know, maybe he's toying with them, but at the same time, you know, Packers fans are getting heavily involved in all of it and kind of almost, you know, fans complain about Rogers being cryptic. Rogers owes us this. It's like, you're kind of doing it to yourself. Like you're, you're the one who's making it, more dramatic than it is in my opinion you know people just get so invested in it and then it just turns into this big thing where it's like I don't know that's just not I I just kind of you know I try and stay neutral and just kind of to the point basically until he says something then it's like you can go back and maybe read between the lines but it's just I I don't have the energy for it and it's exhausting to try and keep up with you know every little thing and then of course like his team you got Bakhtiari making jokes like all right what are you gonna eat for training camp this year so it's like I think you know maybe it's a game to them but a lot of a lot of fans are kind of falling into the trap and you know maybe at their own fault but I think a lot of the reason would be more for like the bigger media kind of like that kind of like punishment with them I don't think it's intended for Packers fans themselves but you know of course everybody gets very heavily involved in it all and I try and just sit back and, you know, I watch the chaos. I've been kind of a wallflower for the last week, just kind of seeing everything, but not being well, yeah. involved in anything. And yeah. it is really interesting to see all the different takes and all, all the different Twitter detectives out there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't take anything. I try not to take anything for more than it is at this point. And when Rogers wants to say something, you know, it's a big decision. People are yeah. kind of upset that he's taking this long, but you know, if he's going to retire, that's a huge decision for somebody like him. And if he's going to stay in green Bay or if he's going to request a trade, like there's a lot to consider here. So I really don't blame him for needing to take his time. I understand that the team is going to need to know at some point so that they can start making moves, but you know, you can't be mad at somebody for taking the time to consider what would be, you know, the biggest decision of his career. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm seeing so many people on Twitter, either, going after Rogers saying, Oh, you know, what's taking so long. It's just, you know, it's just football. It's just a decision, but like, no, imagine put yourself, forget even in in his shoes. But if you had to go right now in your day-to-day job and make a decision about your entire future, it you know, especially if you were in the same company in the same place in the same job 
for 17 years and all of a sudden you had to figure out your future it, it's not a decision you're going to make so quickly it's not something that's just so easy to go through mm-hmm. but much like you said jen when i first saw that instagram post like I, re- I read it the same way i was like all right kind of interesting but i wasn't really nervous about it i wasn't like this means something this this is retirement this is the, but then yeah, you're so full of it. You're nervous every time Rogers posts something. Yeah, I, I will be honest. So I do have his you get notification. like a notification, like yeah. Rogers posted. You're probably like, exactly. oh gosh, oh gosh, what is it? Yeah. So that's the thing. I do I do have notifications for him on, and every time I get one, my heart does stop. So I'm like, who knows? You know, this could be it. But except it's super weird because I have his notifications on too, and it's like really odd that anytime he tweets, it's just like a foot that pops up. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It's like here's a foot. Yeah, you don't know how to like. You forget it's him because you're so used to his other profile picture. But, but yeah, no, I really did. I read it and I scrolled through the pictures and I'm like, all right, you know, pictures of the team, pictures of the floor, pictures with Shailene Woodley, who I guess they are together, who knows. Um, but I was reading it and I was like, all right, it's kind of interesting, but I wasn't, it wasn't making me nuts to say, I put my phone down I went back to what I was doing. And all of a sudden I got notification from like Bleacher Report. Aaron Rodgers, you know, emotional Instagram posts. Is he going to retire? And then I go to Twitter. Twitter's blowing up. What does it mean? This, that. And then it starts getting in my head. And, I, and then I start doing the dissecting and I'm reading every word and I'm reading, you know. See, like, I, I read it and I rolled over and went to bed. Eli read it and probably didn't sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> I was up that night, literally. I'm not joking. I, was, I think I was up till 4.30 or 5 a.m. because I got so deep in my head that I went and I made a retirement video. I went and made a coming back video. And when I first read it, literally for the first like half hour, I was like, it's nothing. Like my brother was texting me. He's like, I'm nervous, this, that. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're being crazy. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a post. And I then mean, I started- anything, I took it as like a good sign. Like things are good right now. Yeah, like, no, life but- is good and things are good. And, you know, yeah. no, I, I, a lot of people were like, he's retiring, but it's like, or he's just thankful and like reflecting on this season. So African makes a really good point. You would have to wonder why do all that work just to retire, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I did let it get to me and I, I just kept rereading the caption. And then I think what got in my head a little bit was like, you know, to the guys I got to share the quarter, uh, the quarterback room with. So I'm like, Oh, he used the word I got, you know, a few past tense words and it started getting in my head. And then you have the last picture of Cobb and Devante with the gap in middle where he's supposed to be. And I'm like, Oh my God, the last picture, he's not in it. He's missing it where he always is. And yeah, from what started with an innocent post, and I was like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. By the end of the night, I felt like I was watching a Packer game. Like my legs were shaking. I was so nervous. And See, I remember, <clears throat> but what's yeah, crazy is like, I am the world's biggest overthinker. <clears throat> and I am just so like neutral about like, I, my blood pressure hasn't gone up or down or anything with the Rogers stuff. It's like, Maybe I'm just so numb to it, but like for being as big an overthinker as I am, I'm like not deciphering anything, which is really bizarre. Maybe that's not good. Maybe that's like how, you know, maybe that's me ignoring it. But yeah, I I figured you were probably just all up in the emotions and the feels because I mean, you're kind of a big Aaron Rodgers fan. So there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, (laughs) you could say that kind of. Um, At least, you know, I, I don't know what's. Well, like, at least you kind of can prepare for it. I never got a chance to prepare for Jordy. It just happened, and I, you know, 
Like, There's I don't no know what hurts worse, you know, the ripping the Band-Aid or, like, the being able to prepare for it. I know. I've always I've thought the same thing where it's, like, would I rather know what's happening and, like, kind of get a chance to prepare myself, but also you have to think about it for longer and all that, or all of a sudden it just happens. But, yeah, no, when, when Jordy uh, happened, I was not ready for that. And, yeah, you, know, you make a good point, right? I will never be prepared for Rodgers to uh, – I really – I thought, you know, at the end of the season – I was like, you know what, if he was higher, it's like, I think, you know, I think I'll be all right. Like, I think, you know, I'm prepared. I'll be okay. And that night I like, I realized like, okay, like you are so not ready for this to be over because it was the first time I think ever where I really was like, oh my God, like, I really think he might retire tomorrow. Like, I, And it was so stupid because when I first read it, I literally have like 10 texts to my brother. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. Stop being crazy. It doesn't mean anything. And by the end of the night, I was so convinced that he was going to be retiring. It is just so stupid. Um, yeah, I'm going to need to uh, get Mariah's information so that when that time comes, I can message her for wellness checks on you because I know that I might not hear from you for like maybe months. <laughs> yeah, no, I might I might just go underground for a little while, but I'm not expecting that to be this year. Uh, maybe next year or the year after I'll, I'll disappear for a little while, but I do not think it is time for Mr. Rogers to retire. And yeah, look, a lot of it's tied to Devante, but as, I mean, well, Goody, so let's transition a little bit to Goody's press conference today. He spoke about a lot, obviously a lot about Rogers, about Devante, about Devondre Campbell, Russell Douglas, a lot about the team in general. But what I thought was interesting is that he did, you know, someone asked, would you basically let Devante hit the open market? And he said, you know, a lot of hypotheticals, but basically, yes, like that is an option at the moment. But obviously he said what the team wants to do is give him a long-term extension. He mentioned how the team avoids using the franchise tag, but if they have to, they would use it, hoping to get an extension done. So in my opinion, even if it's the tag, like there's no way they let Devontae walk. But I don't know. How do you see the Devontae Rogers connection and everything going on? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to, you know, think about letting a player like Devontae walk, you know, like the top receiver in the league, one of the best who has ever put on a Packers uniform. Um, you know, he had a phenomenal year this year. It's just, you know, I, I feel like this team is going to do everything that they can do to keep him. And what it's going to come down to is what Devontae thinks that he is worth, because obviously he's talked about his story and how he's worked hard and you know, he knows that he deserves this money and, you know, he's not wrong for wanting that. He's not yeah. wrong for feeling like he should be a top play, a top paid wide receiver when he is playing like a top wide receiver in the league. So, you know, there's valid points yeah. on both sides. And I think just what it's going to come down to is what Devontae is going to settle for. If he thinks that what the Packers are offering are what he thinks that he's worth then I don't see him leaving. But if he thinks that he's being undershot on a price, then I could see him saying, you know what, let me test free agency because yeah, yeah. he, he kind of deserves that right. And he also deserves to kind of have that decision. At, you know, it's, it's his future, it's his money. And it's gonna, like, there's a lot of different factors and especially the whole Rogers thing. Like, is he going to want to stick around and, you know, kind of unsure of the quarterback situation right now or is he going to want to go find somebody who you know he wants to be a contender with because yeah. if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back we don't know where this team is at you know contending wise and Devontae Adams wants a ring 
Yeah. So there's just a lot of different factors right now and so much up in the air, but yeah, a lot of it's going to come down to, like I said, their contracts are kind of, you know, coexisting right now with one another. But, you know, if, if Devante leaves because he thinks that he's worth more, that's really hard to argue. And yeah. it will, it'll be a huge bummer, but you know, he, he has shown his worth and I just hope that if that were to happen, that he goes somewhere into the AFC that we don't have to play for like four more years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It would be, I mean, look, it would be extremely tough to see him leave at all, but to see him on any NFC team uh, would be really brutal. But yeah, I mean, I remember his press conference, I believe from before the season, he said that he believes, you know, he should be the highest paid receiver in the league. And then he backed it up with an incredible season. So I'm sure he still believes that. And the biggest problem is, is I think it's DeAndre Hopkins who got like a three-year, like ridiculous deal with the Cardinals where now it kind of threw off all the contracts because he wants to be paid more than Hopkins. But usually you're getting four-year extensions and the money per year is different. Now Hopkins has this crazy per year deal that Devontae wants more than that. But I mean, we'll see. I do think that they would sooner give him the tag, which is very unlike the Packers, but they would sooner give him the tag than let them let him walk. But mm -hmm. I don't really know. Like, it's scary to think that, you know, he could end up on a different team. But part of me is just like, they're going to find a way to figure it out. Like today we saw Kenny Clark, they, they did a uh, restructure of his contract, creating almost 11 million in cap space, converting a ton of money to a signing bonus, which I know I've said before on the show, and I'll say it again. Signing bonus seems like the biggest scam in football. Like why don't teams just put every contract, you know, 90% or all of it on a signing bonus, boom, nothing's against the cap. I've never, I've never seen anyone disprove this. I keep bringing it up and no one knows. I mean, do you know any, any better idea than me on why teams can just be like, I don't know. We're like, Hey, okay. Signing bonus. So now it's not against the cap. Like I don't understand it. No, cap talk just like one in one ear yeah. out the other. Like I don't speak the money. I don't get the money. Does the, the cap exist or not? I don't know. Russ Ball just does what Russ Ball does, and I just trust that he's gonna figure it out. And you know, yeah, I mean, I know, all the money. You know, everybody thinks that they know the cap. Like I, I don't understand. There's a lot of people who say different things, and everybody interprets the cap differently. It seems like there's only a few reliable sources that I actually pay attention to when they talk about the cap. Um, I never talk about the cap. I'm not a reliable source. Don't ever ask me about the cap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like you said, I mean, at this point I'm, I'm in the group of the cap isn't real because every time it seems like a team is up against the cap, boom, signing bonus, this signing bonus, that, and yeah, you have to make some moves, restructure this, but you, you know, I know right now everyone keeps talking about the Saints, so like 70 million over the cap or whatever, but if they had Drew Brees, and they still thought they were able to contend this year right now, they would do this and that and this and that to make it work and to have Breeze and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and, and sign this guy or that guy. Like teams always manage to figure it out. So I think it's going to really be up to the Packers and just giving Devontae basically what he wants because he is the best receiver in football and he is a little bit older than, you know, we've seen the Packers give receiver extensions to before, but I don't think there's any reason to believe Devontae Adams will not be playing this way for at least a few more years, if not more. So obviously want to see Devontae back. And then some other guys that Goody brought up today in his press conference were Devondre Campbell and Razul Douglas saying how much the team wants to bring them back. 
I know earlier in the week, Devondre Campbell posted a picture of Lambeau Field before that deadline for his contract. And everyone, if I see any more posts with these like stupid eyes, eyes? oh my god, so annoying! Can you mute like an emoji on Twitter? Because I'm pretty close to it. If you can, like, someone let me know because I will do that. (laughs) No, the eyes one, like, it's just it's too played out, and it's like it's cryptic and annoying. And obviously, I mean. I assume you're referencing also a lot of uh, Zedarius's recent yeah. tweets who, I mean, we haven't had a chance, not necessarily news at this point, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it on open book. But unfortunately, I mean, it looks pretty clear that Zedarius Smith will not be a Packer next year. Um, do you see it differently? Um, No, I, that's just kind of the way that, wait, is that real? I don't know. Yeah. If that's real. I'm going to try it. <laughs> Um, no, I just, it, it kind of feels like he has said his goodbyes and he's kind of clean slated right now. Do I think that he follows Mike Smith to the Vikings? God, I hope not. Um, you know, it'd be cool that Zadarius would be like 20 minutes from me, but he'd be wearing the wrong color, which would be really unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I just, before even all that stuff had happened, I thought that, you know, those couple snaps that he took in that division round, I thought that those were the last ones we were going to get to see with Zadarius, which is a huge bummer because Zadarius, not only when he's healthy, is he even a player, but he has been such an important leader on this defense yeah. um, from the moment that he got here. So he he just stepped right up and fit right in. And in the absence of him, Devondre Campbell has also come in and done a phenomenal job filling that role and, you know, being that leader. So, yes, it would be a huge bummer to lose one of your Smith bros, but at the same time, if you can then keep Campbell, then you, it's not like you're not in good hands with that defense and the leadership there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I I do think that's a good point. Like it would really suck to see him go, but if we know that, I think he has a $27 million cap hit, which is just absurd. Um, If we know that him leaving is going to result in them keeping Devondre Campbell or Rizal Douglas or potentially both, whatever, you know, you're like, okay, it's a decent trade-off, and obviously it's not going to be fun to see Zedarius leave, but knowing Rashawn Gary is, like, hitting, mm-hmm. like, his ascension of about to become a star does make it a bit easier. You know, Preston Smith just had a bit of a bounce-back season, looked really good. So I, I do think they would probably have to either draft another edge rusher or look into free agency because you don't want to just have two guys, but they wouldn't be left with no pass rush whatsoever. And if they sign Campbell because – I think I had the money saved from uh, from Zedarius. It's easier to deal with. But uh, real quick, just because I think, I mean, I, I don't know if it's correct, but it is a. I I think I have seen this. Uh, the signing bonus, it does sound right that it would be guaranteed. So I guess you know that would be a reason why a team wouldn't want to do a signing bonus if the guy you know sucks or something and he ends up getting caught or something happens. You still have to pay him. But, yeah, I am expecting at this point Zadarius to not be on the Packers, but hopefully with him, with the money we'll save from his contract gone, he'll be able to keep Devondre Campbell and or Rezul Douglas. But Campbell, in my opinion, the clear priority between those two, I assume you're on the same page. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's tough because they both produce well in their respective positions. It's just a matter of, you know, who is more important in their role. And, you know, you'll be getting Jair back from injury. You know, hopefully he'll be up to full speed by the time the season starts. I don't see why he wouldn't unless, um, 
you know, there's some kind of setback, which I don't anticipate there being, but you just, you really never know. But Devondre Campbell, I think that he, his leadership, you know, Razul is a phenomenal player and I would love nothing more than to be able to keep him, but he's not necessarily a leader. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, there's potential there where he could eventually, but you know, he's an important piece, but I think Devondre, he just, he has a bigger role than just what he does when he's playing on this team. And I mean, there's so many guys like, you know, when they do their captain voting and it's like, you got all these leaders, it's like, for all we know, Campbell could be wearing a C next year. So there's just, you know, he's just kind of one of those guys who's, he's very special and his presence is important. And it's kind of crazy. Cause I mean, we've mentioned this multiple times, probably like just a broken record at this point, you know, he was so quiet coming in last season. There was really no talk. And now it's like, he's somebody who it's really hard to picture this defense without. And I think, you know, we've seen moments where he's not out there and the defense just looks different. So yeah. I think that his presence is really important. And if you can, if you can find a way to keep him and Douglas, that is going to keep your defense pretty solid because you look at the guys around them and you've got and yeah, I just, it, it would be really hard for me to see Campbell leave after everything that we've seen him do in his performance and just who he is as a leader on this team. But it's just, it's hard to lose guys who are good athletes, but it's also hard to lose guys who are good leaders. So to lose both at the same time, which, you know, you're already losing in Zedarius most likely, it would kind of just be double whammy if you lost both those guys. Yeah, I don't know how, I mean, it would be one thing if it was the Packers were, most of the other teams in the NFL where maybe there was some notable middle linebacker that has played for them in the last decade. But outside of, you know, AJ Hoff, and it's already going back probably about 10 years from now, but like they've been so bad at that position and to have someone come in and be an all pro his first year on the team and be such a leader, like you said, both on and off the field to let him now just walk, in my opinion, would be kind of insane. Like, yeah, if he got some kind of offer that was absurd from another team like a huge huge deal i guess that would be up to him to take it but the packers right now should be doing everything they can to not let him even hit the open market because there will probably be a team out there that has a ton of cap room so what he did last year and offers him a contract the packers simply can't match so hopefully they go and sign him before we have to worry about that but yeah, I mean, Campbell, Campbell's too good to lose at this point. And he's, like you said, I mean, I do think if he's back next year, there would be a C on his jersey because he's kind of the leader of that defense right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so between him and Douglas, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. And um, Goody also mentioned, uh, what else did you bring up today? I mean, there was a lot. I mean, there's obviously a ton of questions about Rodgers and Devante, which we mostly covered, but... It was nice, you know, just to see him up there. He was talking about the combine a bit, which is up next week. And, you know, the Packers, I feel like this is a very important draft for them because, like we said, we keep seeing them get so close, not being able to get over the hump, this, that. And with a team dealing with as much cap issues as them, that's really when the draft is going to come into play a lot more because you're not paying rookies nearly as much and you need some impact from a rookie. And that's why I think this year, like they need a hit on a couple picks. Like if they keep talking about getting over the hump, that's going to be it because you're not realistically, they'll be lucky just to re-sign some of their better players. I don't think they're going to be able to bring in more outside talent 
from you know other teams. So this is a very big draft for them, in my opinion. And I think so. I don't know why this like clicked, but I think because everybody decides to do these important shows at noon when I'm at work and I can't watch them. But I just kind of, you know, everybody basically tweets out a script. So I just kind of piece it together. And it sounded like Goot did say something about, um, you know, no plans to trade Jordan Love. Is that also correct? I'm kind of thinking, you know, this draft, it doesn't sound like is super quarterback heavy. No. So maybe that's kind of the intent is, you know, even if you keep Rodgers, even if he stays around, like you have no intention of drafting a quarterback this year because it just sounds like there's really nobody who is catching anyone's eye, at least from what I'm seeing. I'm not a draft guru or anything like that. Um, these are just kind of things that I see and I read. And, you know, there's no big name quarterback that I know of really coming out of the draft this year. So, and even yeah. if there was, like the Packers wouldn't get him. So, you know, it's slim pickings already. So maybe that has something to do with the the intent to maybe – keep Jordan Love around or, you know, there's just a bunch of, I know, like a lot of different theories that you could probably come up with, but that's just kind of what I saw is that, you know, they're not really in a place where they're going to have those conversations, but they don't anticipate if somebody does want to make a trade with him, they don't anticipate following through with it. Yeah. So, but yeah, Goody basically said, someone asked him, you know, if, if they've discussed that or whatever, and, or if teams have been calling and he said, basically along the lines of, well, even if they were calling, those aren't calls we're answering right now. So it doesn't seem like the Packers have any intention on trading Jordan Love. But like you said, like I do think there are going to be teams that are definitely going to call closer to the draft because, like you mentioned, it's not a good quarterback draft at all. And there are going to be some teams that think they're a quarterback away from at least being a playoff team, if not contending for more. And if they think Jordan Love either this year or in the future can be that guy, they're going to make an offer. And look, if I'm the Packers at this point, and obviously you have to assume Aaron Rodgers is back, but if you can get somewhat of a decent return, a second or even a third round pick, like, I, I don't know. I just think that if they were more confident in Jordan Love, I don't think they would be so adamant that Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. Like, Favre, you know, they could have maybe pushed him more to stay or this, that, like, and then obviously he wanted to come back and they were like, no, we're good because they knew what they had in Aaron Rodgers. And even if it took them a year, which it did, I think Rodgers first year, they were six and 10, but then the next year they're in the playoffs, like, but they knew, okay, this guy is our future. We're not going to risk that for one, maybe two more years of an older Brett Favre. If, if the Packers really, really thought that Jordan Love is going to be incredible and whether it's this year or next year or two years, whatever it is, they wouldn't be so adamant that they're never going to trade Rodgers. They're not even picking up the phone. So, yeah, I think if you can get a return for him, you trade him, you get picks or you get players. And then whenever Rodgers is ready to go, like they didn't spend a top 10 pick on Jordan Love. They got Jordan Love at the end of the first round and it was a project. So you can go and do the same thing next year or in two years and draft a guy you know, in the twenties or hopefully at 32nd after a Super Bowl win, but. Or, like, or I just realized you can't even see, um, you have. Yeah. yeah. The wrong way. Uh, way yeah. Oh, amazing. Kurt Benker on roster who can. Yeah. Help out. <laughs> you know, I actually noticed that, quarterback on that roster, a guy who we know for sure will be there. <laughs> exactly. Benker will definitely be there, but, uh, 
Jen, right now, the way you're sitting, it's just 187. Like, Jordy's, you can't see any of Jordy. So you just see Cobb and Vancouver. Oh, well, now I'm so, sad. <laughs> I know. So I knew that would make you sad. But the whole time, I just see, keep seeing 187. So now I'm just seeing that. That was really funny. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah Devontae, Cobb, and Jordy, the 187, of course. Know, but, you know, the great, the greatest wide receiver trio of yeah. modern day Packer history. Yeah. I mean, them on one roster, 2014. I mean, we took it for granted. We didn't know, you know, if someone would have told us it was, we were going to get one year of it. I feel like we would have appreciated it more. It was really not fair. It's all about that hindsight, you know, yeah. never appreciate what you have until it's gone, which I feel like is kind of what all these people who are okay with Rogers leaving. Are yeah. saying, cause okay. Okay. With Rogers leaving. I love the people on Twitter. Like, oh, I'm I, sick of I promise that nobody is okay with, being a losing team yeah like yeah. i think you're ready for it until it happens and that's not to say that you know jordan love wouldn't be ready or anything but this would not be a contending team because you would have to rebuild yeah, like if you're right. if you don't have rogers you're not going to have you're not going to bring back all the pieces and then not have a quarterback exactly or at least right. one who's ready i mean yeah. i was obviously jordan love thrive but the people who say you know i'm ready to see rogers leave no you're not <laughs> like when yeah, it comes to actual every Sunday kickoff, like, yeah, maybe you're ready to not have to deal with any of the other Aaron Rodgers stuff. When it comes to a top tier quarterback, you are yeah. not ready for him to leave. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, I've seen so many tweets in the set. I'm over it. Let him go. Let him stay. I don't care anymore. When it's, you know, week four and you're 0-3 and you're down 28 to, you know, six in the third quarter, you're going to care and realize, holy shit you know, how, how did we let him go? And, you know, Rogers is on, you know, some AS, you know, what the Broncos or whatever it is, and they're stomping some team and you're saying to yourself, what the hell did we just do? You're going to care. So today, maybe, you know what, you're, you're over it. Okay. We'll see what happens in, in September when they're clearly not over it because there's just, I mean, look, obviously, yes, I'm a bigger Rogers fan maybe than most, but there's, there's no way to mentally prepare from going, you know, 30 years, essentially, with Favre and Rodgers every year going into the season where either you were Super Bowl hopefuls or knowing at the least you're going to make the playoffs and we'll see from there to who knows, you know, we could be five and 12 and we'll just have to deal, you know, for five years until you or more. There are teams, you know, that go like we're spoiled. Like we're talking about a few years this that teams go decades without good quarterback play. So there's just no way for a Packer fan for sure under the age of like 30 or 40 to actually sit there and be like, you know what, I'm ready for a life without the Favre Rodgers, you know, back-to-back. Because none of us have seen the Packers without a Hall of Fame quarterback, for the most part. And We, we really have been spoiled, and I'm not ready for it. I'm not, you know, over Rodgers leaving. Like, I'm not over winning. Yeah. <laughs> I like to win, and I feel like the Packers' best chance at that is to keep Rodgers. Like, exactly. I... I want to win. I want to watch this team succeed. I want to see them continue to chase a Super Bowl ring. Like that, you know, when it comes time to the sports aspect of stuff, like you want the best players yeah. in the league on your team. And well, yeah, you no, know, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. But do we get to that point without Rogers? Like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, are you a one yeah, seed? There's, there's get- like 17, 18 weeks of football leading yeah. up to the playoffs that, you know, you mm-hmm. don't just automatically 
make it to the playoffs every year. Like the yeah. team has to also succeed in the regular, you go regular season, then playoffs. It's yeah. like, it's not, you know, oh, everybody gets a chance at playoffs. I just think, you know, people get really caught up in a lot of the different emotions, which are valid. You like, like you don't have to like everything about every player. Yeah. But you know, no, I, I, like, I like to have a winning team. And, exactly. you know, I'm not upset enough about him. Like, shitting himself to feel better <laughs> like it doesn't bother me enough to... exactly yeah i mean the packers for the last three years have won 13 games and for so for two of the three years it was 13 of 16 one year 13 of 17 but for 13 of 16 17 weeks at the end of the day on sunday you were happy the packers won and it's obviously a terrific feeling and for three weeks of the season you know like each loss felt almost like five losses. It was just so rare to see them lose. And people just, you know, kind of take it for granted. Oh, 13 wins, three straight seasons. Like, that is huge. And to know that with Aaron Rodgers, you're essentially booked into the playoffs. 90% of teams can't do that, just knowing they're going to make the playoffs. And then, yeah, it's really, it's just like, can we win the Super Bowl? Like, how many teams is their bar? Can we win the Super Bowl as opposed to can we win games? Can we make the playoffs? Can we contend in a real way? Like for the Packers, it's simply, can we win the Super Bowl, which is the highest of the high. So I think anyone who looks at it and is just like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens like when, yeah, when the Packers are three and eight and eliminated from the playoffs and an embarrassment, and all of a sudden the Bears and the Vikings and the Lions are finishing ahead of us in the NFC North, we'll see how people, you know, feel about not having Rodgers there. But I think as long as you can have him, it's not like he's going downhill. Just won two MVPs. Like, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers like this, why would you not do everything in your power to keep him? So, yeah, that's just how I look at it. And, again, if if they thought Jordan Love was a star, maybe they would have been like, you know what, if you want to go, we'll trade you and we'll get a ton of picks and some good players and we have a great quarterback to go. They have never once said or given even a hint that they're ready for Rodgers to go anywhere, which – for me, is definitely, it might not be fully on Jordan Love, but I don't think you can look at it and be like, you know what, it has nothing to do with Jordan Love. They know Jordan Love's going to be a star, but they're just letting him sit on the bench for, you know, four years. Like, I just don't think that's how they would operate because that's not what they did with Rodgers. So I guess we'll have to see um, how that goes. But like we started the show with, I'm under the impression that Rodgers will be back. And with that, whether it's on the tag or with an extension, Devante will be as well because I just don't think if you're Goody, I mean, you lose your job if you let the best receiver in football, hands down, leave your team after the season he just had. So, um, real quick, exactly, yeah. Um, okay, so losing in the playoffs. Um, well, look, you know, thirty-one. Interesting take. So this is probably like my least favorite take that I see because yes, you know, Matthew Stafford has the same number of rings as Aaron Rodgers. So does Nick Foles. Eli Manning has more like there's guys who aren't as good as Rodgers, but have more rings because rings are, it it takes a team. It takes a whole team to get a ring. You know, it's not like Matthew Stafford went out there and had the game of his life. Like when it came down to the line, you know, one of their best players, Aaron Donald stepped up. Yeah. So I mean, Stafford, you know, it he's takes in the game. Like, he didn't yeah. win MVP. So, so we can talk all day about, you know, who has as many rings as who, because there's other, there's phenomenal athletes who, 
you know, don't have any. So you're going to say Calvin Johnson isn't as good because he has zero rings compared to yeah. like, you know, Jory Nelson, like obviously yeah. he's better, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. like you can't, you can't just compare rings and make that your statement. Like that's just one of the things yeah. that I think, like, cause there's a lot of, you know, there's so many people on a team where, you know, like sometimes, yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys who finish their careers and never win one. That doesn't mean that they're, you know, unsuccessful in what they accomplish. It's just, they never made it to the final stage of why you play football. Yeah. I mean, we can all day, like if you want to go back and figure out, you know, every quarterback who ever won a Super Bowl. Like to, for Rogers to even have the one, that's huge. Like I think people forget that everybody's always talking about, you know, Rogers only has one ring. What a disgrace! It, we should be thankful that in this era we did get to see a ring. I mean, yeah. if I've only got two rings in or one ring in two appearances, yeah, you no, know, there's it doesn't always happen, even for the best players in whatever sport it is. Okay, I'm not saying that Rodgers didn't play bad. This is where things get misinterpreted. What yeah. I'm saying is you're talking about Matthew Stafford has as many rings as Aaron Rodgers, but that doesn't mean that Matthew Stafford is better or equal yeah. to Aaron Rodgers when it comes to success as a quarterback. And, yeah, no. you know, Matthew Stafford wasn't even the MVP of that game. Exactly. So, that right there is, is a huge part of it. But – in general, I'm never, you know, you could say, oh, it's because you're a Rodgers fan, this, that, but the rings argument is just never going to work. Like, there's no sport that is more team-oriented than football. Like, you really need 53 men and your coaching staff. I mean, there's so much that goes into winning football games. Like, you know what, in basketball, I can somewhat hear it, where someone wants to make an argument for one guy over the other, and I wouldn't put rings at the top of that list. I would put individual statistics, this, that, but if it was all even and at one point or another, you can maybe look at rings because it's five guys on the court and you really could almost in a way take over if you're that good and just really win it, you know, the way Jordan did, the way LeBron tries, but never will do Jordan. Um, but football, you could be Aaron Rodgers. You could win two straight MVPs. You could throw a thousand touchdowns and zero interceptions. It doesn't make a difference. If your defense sucks or your special teams, you know, sucks which obviously the Packers did this year and goes and gives up a blocked field goal and a blocked punt which results in 10 point swing what are you going to do yes Rodgers didn't play his best game I will be the first to admit it was not his forget his best game it was probably it's probably his worst game of maybe the last two years but at the end of the day the Packers were still in position to win if it wasn't for special teams giving up 10 points so for me the rings argument is never going to work because Forget Matthew Stafford. Let's talk about Trent Dilfer. And, uh, you know, we could go through the whole list of random quarterbacks that won a Super Bowl. Eli, I mean, even Eli Manning is not a random quarterback, but no one would argue that Eli Manning is a better player than Aaron Rodgers. He has two rings. Rodgers has one. So that's that's never going to really do it for me, at least in football. But, yeah, I mean. I think appreciate the one ring we do have. Yeah. Because like, I, I live in a state that – they haven't won a championship in their four major sports in my entire existence. So sometimes I think we get a little entitled with the championship stuff and we really should like 2010, that was an amazing feeling and we should be really grateful to have had that experience. And 
I hope that we get to feel it again soon. Of course, every year my hopes are really high because this is the Green Bay Packers and our hopes are always really high for them. We have high standards, but, you know, I think we just kind of get caught up in like always wanting to win where we start to kind of degrade someone's career because they didn't succeed enough. But, you know, the confetti fell on him and he won. He won that Super Bowl. He won the MVP. And, you know, I think you can't take away from those kinds of things so I think that you know yeah it sucks of course he's a player who should have more but for him to have even the one I think that that's something a lot of people take for granted at this point because they're they're just so championship hungry and of course this team um, they have shown that they have had potential to be a Super Bowl caliber but there's a lot of really good teams in the league and it's really really hard to win championships and Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Like, yeah, it sucked. It sucked that Rodgers didn't have a great game this year in the divisional round. Obviously, like I'm not saying, like of course he was involved in that loss, but I think that we can't get so caught up in recency that we kind of forget, you know, kind of what has happened throughout the entirety of this era. Yeah, and the only reason every single year there's an expectation to win a championship, you know, it's because of Aaron Rodgers. Like at the end of the day. Players, great players have come and gone from this roster, but one thing has stayed the same over the last 15 years, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And that's why every single fan going into the season will be pissed off with a divisional round loss or a championship game loss. That's because you're already going into the year, you're like, that's a given. You know, the playoffs are a given, wild cards are given, divisional should be a given. It's like maybe the championship game is where it's no longer a given, and we'll see what happens. But like, do you realize how? high like you're already holding the team before the season you're like if you're not one of the last four teams in the league the whole season's already a loss like that's because of Aaron Rodgers the only reason if Aaron Rodgers was not on this team we would not go into the season every year thinking all right you know we're really going to win the Super Bowl this year Bears fans don't go into every season expecting a championship nor do Vikings fans or Lions fans or you know 27 or 28 other teams in the NFL no one goes into the year the way Packers do for the last 15 years, where it's like basically Super Bowl, maybe championship game or bust. But that means your quarterback has already set the bar that high for for your team. So yeah, and I know chat's saying stuff, and I'm not saying like you can't be upset about a loss because we have a ring, but I'm just saying like when we talk about Rogers legacy, you know, everybody likes yeah. to use that word you have to think about his entire career. So it's like, it's okay to be upset about losses because those standards are so high, but we just can't forget that, you know, we at least have gotten to feel what a lot, like there's, you know, a handful of teams who have never even reached, there's like four teams who have never even reached a Super Bowl. Was it like 12 who've never won one, you know? There's a lot of teams who've never got to feel this. So that should be a testament as to how hard it is to get this. And, you know, the whole Rogers only has one ring. I look at it as like, I'm glad that Rodgers does have his ring. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I just, you know, there's a lot of negativity around a lot of things. I just try and be appreciative of the things that we have gotten to see. And, you know, yeah, it sucks when you lose in a divisional round the way we did this year. But I still had so much fun this last season where I'm not going to let that loss ruin all the fun that I had in the regular season. So maybe I'm just grossly optimistic about things but I just you know I appreciate good football for what it is and you know teams lose it happens yeah. and it sucks and it hurts but yeah 
but that's just you know it's part of the sport only one team ends up happy at the end of the year so yeah so that, i mean yeah i mean like you mentioned with minnesota earlier i have a friend who's a minnesota you know a all minnesota sports teams fan all four sports he's lived his entire life he's only 30 years old he's never seen a championship so like for everyone yeah you know what it was 12 years ago or at 10 11 12 years ago all right but you know what we got to see super bowl win a super bowl with aaron Rodgers, and again every single year when you're winning 10 plus games like do you want you know i mean that's how you enjoy the football season you know when your team's winning week in and week out you get to enjoy it and with aaron Rodgers at quarterback that's when you know all right we're winning 10 plus games gonna be in the playoffs and then you see from there but you can't just take for granted the fact that you're going to win 10 plus games you're going to be a playoff team so yeah i guess long story short appreciate aaron Rodgers because it's not going to last forever and when it's over there's a better chance than not the packers are not going to have a hall of fame quarterback and we're really going to see what it's like to be another team in the nfl because none of us really know what it's like without Favre and Rodgers. so that's kind of my final saying on this because we've talked about it for quite some time but uh yeah, so before we head out um, from this show, Jen, any final thoughts specific to either the Rodgers situation or anything else with the Packers? Um, you know, just playing it by ear, just kind of, you know, I'm not going to read into anything. I don't have the energy for that. Yeah. It's wild hockey season. That's where my <laughs> focus is right now. Um, an actual, you know, fingers crossed, but they're talking about them being a contender. So, you know. Packers they were my disappointment in the playoffs this year so maybe that means that the wild will actually get past the first round little hopeful there but yeah, yeah. focus on uh, hockey right now and Olympics are over so my sleep schedule is back on track no our tech today and that's no. not because that's not just because Eli and I don't want to read it which is also true but we don't have producer Andrew here today so we don't even have the script so yeah I was scrolling through our chat earlier trying to find the script and I cannot find it no nope. I don't know where to get it didn't even think about it sorry yeah, so guys guess neither of us are gonna read it but yeah we'll but have Zach do two next week yeah Zach will do one to start the show and to finish it off but even without the script this show is brought to you by our tech ventures and we do appreciate them for sponsoring the show all year long heading into the off season um but yeah, that's it for this week, everybody. Uh, I just want to say before I do want to yeah. say, um, please check out my pin tweet on Twitter. My family, we have a pup in our family who needs ACL surgery. He's like a mastiff German Shepherd, just a large dog mix, and mm -hmm. it's really expensive. So please check out that tweet. If you can't donate, please share it. Um, I'd really appreciate it. It's just it's really expensive and it's really hard on the family. So if you can. Do well, I'm gonna go do that right now. Um, I did not have well, a chance like, to see We've already got a lot of donations, which I'm super appreciative of. And um, hopefully, once he can get that surgery, he'll be feeling a lot better. Because I know yeah. for those of us who have had those injuries, it's not fun, and a dog doesn't really understand that they can't, like you know, uh, run around. So yeah. if you could check that out, I would really appreciate that. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like bring the show down. I'm just trying to yeah, make everyone. my cause known here. So he'll be okay. Like he'll be fine. It's just, you know, financial stuff is, is tough. So yeah. for the sake of my family, I know my sister, um, it's my brother-in-law who it's his dog. So my sister 
says thank you to everybody who has donated and to anybody who has shared that. Um, they're already like overwhelmed with all the donations. So I just wanted to say thank you and check that out. Awesome. Yeah, everyone check that out. I mean, if it was for a person, I'm not sure, but it's for a dog. So no, it's a good cause. Yeah. Whatever, but yeah, no. exactly. Um, dog, of course. <laughs> yeah, make sure to check that out. And before we head out, um, at the bottom of the screen, you can see to follow Game on Wisconsin on Twitter at Game on WI and subscribe on YouTube at Game on Wisconsin. And as always, you can find, uh, well, Andrew and Zach aren't here, but you can find Andrew on Twitter at Mertens underscore Andrew. I bet we never fix Zach's. That's oh, yeah. not good anymore. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, it's not Zachary. It's at it's Zachary, right, Jay? It's Zachary J. Yeah. Oh, I've got so used to Zachariah. Um, but yeah, Jen is at Big Mac underscore four on Twitter, and you can find myself at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Everyone who tunes in, we appreciate it. Everyone in the chat, um, whether you were agreeing with us, disagreeing with us, we appreciate you watching and being involved. And who knows by next week. This whole conversation might be worthless and we might have Robert. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, again, thank you all for watching and we'll see you next week. Uh yeah, go pack, go.